Before we get started, I'd like to invite you to join the Lead Gen Lab, a sales program created specifically for women of color in the financial industry. Inside of the Lead Gen Lab, we are going to teach you the sales and lead generation strategies you need to triple your sales calls and 10x your leads so you can finally become that financial powerhouse. This is a six-month container where you will get access to trainings, resources, weekly group coaching, and a community of women of color in finance, and so much more. Go to theroshaw.com slash lead-gen-lab or use the link in the show notes to join now. I can't wait to see you inside. when I went to one of our big conventions and one of our big events, and I didn't see that many people that looked like myself mm. on the stage, I literally kind of looked up to God and started crying because I was saying the platform that I'm on is even, it's fair. It doesn't matter what your background is. You can come in. Everybody mm. has the exact same thing, but it wasn't a lot of people like myself that was on here. And it was nine times out of 10. Welcome to the Finance Client Acquisition Podcast. The Simple Sales Systems for Women of Color Money Experts. And I'm your host, Ro. I'm so excited today to dive deep into the strategies that have helped my clients book out by mastering their sales skills. Hello, everyone. Today we have our amazing guest, Antoinette, and I'm so excited to have her on. So what we're going to do today is talk about her journey, how she's building her empire. Antoinette, go ahead and introduce yourself. Let us know what you do and who you are. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ro. I appreciate you. Like you said, my name is Antoinette Moran. I am a financial educator and also teaches entrepreneurs how to build a business by teaching people how money works. And my whole entire mission is to end the injustice in anything that I do in life. And so right now with financial illiteracy being the number one economic crisis in the world, impacting more than 5 billion people, you know, when you think about business, you always want to go where there's a need and there's definitely a need in this industry for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And tell us a little bit more about that. I know when we met, that's one of the things we connected on is that the lack of almost public education for the finance industry, whether personal or business, how has that kind of bought into what you're doing now? Not only helping people as a financial educator, but then also building up their business. It's actually was kind of purposely done for with all of us being financially illiterate. It's mm -hmm. something I feel like systematically it was put together so that we can stay on this rat race of, you know, go to school, get a good job. You want more money, you go back to school to get another good job, but let no time is, you know, spent teaching us how to save and invest and grow our money. Mm -hmm. But sex education is required, but why not financial education? And so the financial industry doesn't want you to know any of this, even though this is the industry that I'm in. Our company, our organization is literally building, is fixing an injustice from the inside out. And so if you think about it, you know, if you ask yourself this question, when's the last time somebody came up to you and said, hey, I want to teach you how to become financially independent? Mm. That's kind of, you no, know, no. I mean, maybe a little bit more nowadays because of social media and things yeah. are being out there. So it's a little bit more accessible to people and people are actually looking for it. But naturally, you don't. And even if you do stumble upon information, you don't know where to go to apply it. So what we get to do here is to educate you because I can give you a fish, but if I show you how to fish, you let me eat for a lifetime. And then I show you where to go fish and which pond to go fish in. So I work with over 200 financial firm and insurance companies where we literally match 
whatever family goes to the right company that works for them. And so it's a a need that everybody needs. And then when 2020 happened, it was wide open, like yes. 100%. And you had a little bit of an up, you know, and now we're really getting back to something that a lot of people are not prepared for. So it's definitely needed. A hundred percent. And I want to highlight a little bit about what you said, like industry has changed so much. More people are coming on the scene and becoming educators and that you got on the scene more because you were seeing the discrepancies in the system. And I really want to highlight here how you're a serial entrepreneur. You have multiple businesses under your belt. And I want everyone listening to understand, like, well, tell us more about how that happened, right? Like, not only are you a financial educator, you you're part of a lot. Tell us more about, you know, your other businesses and how that incorporated into the financial industry, because I think you're almost, you're breaking that ceiling where people think that they can only have one niche or one industry that they can go into as a financial expert. Yeah. That's so true. 100% true. And I think that we're taught that, I mean, think about go to school, get a good job. That's one thing that you're into. And if you do get something else, it's not only because you financially need to, not because you Mm -hmm. want to. It's definitely that we're trained to think that way. But I've always been on on a quest of financial freedom and wealth for my family. I always felt like I was going to be the one to create it. Didn't know how. You know, I got into fashion because that became a passion of mine. I traveled around the United States and also some Caribbeans and out the country to, and I really fell in love with fashion and I started a fashion production company. And still to this day, we produce and choreograph fashion shows, just had a fashion show two weeks ago. Yeah. So definitely my passion. I love it. But what I realized is that the passion wasn't going to lead me to the financial wealth that I was looking for. So like everybody, I kind of got into real estate. Real estate is definitely the biggest niche that everybody said you can definitely make a lot of money with, which, which can. Yeah. 50%. But I live in California and it's a very saturated market. So it's over 250,000 real estate agents in our state. And it's not an industry that really has a lot of people that's willing to teach you and hold you by the hand up and up. And so I found myself in this rat race, taking six months to close my first deal. By the grace of God, I was invited to a woman's event and it was a health and wealth. And the woman on the panel talked about the crusade and the passive residual income that the financial industry offered. The crazy part about it is before I actually was on tour, I actually was studying for my securities license. So it was crazy how God kind of brought me back into the financial realm, but now it's me owning my own business, not working for a financial firm. Yeah. And and I remember meeting you for the first time and I'm like, you have lived so many lifetimes. Like in fashion, in real estate, as a financial industry expert, you know, really going at it and like doing all the education. I want to talk to you more about how you were able to stand out from the crowd, because I think something that you highlighted that's really important is that, yes, the industry sometimes, whether in finance, real estate, whichever industry you go into does feel saturated. But I want to talk a little bit about your results, because I remember when we started working together, one of the first things we identified was your amazing background and how as a financial educator, how you can use, you know, your past in real estate and fashion to attract more people into your your sphere, right? So talk to me a little bit more about how the past has helped attract more clients into your present. Yeah. Well, just think about it. Everybody uses money. So we always have a saying that if you, you know, everybody, I help people, everybody who, everybody who has skin needs some type of financial education. So when I got into the financial industry, I also was thinking about what I wanted to use for fashion because there's so many models, actors, Mm -hmm. actors that make so much money. 
and really don't, and they make it at a young age. And if they were taught to put their money in the correct areas from the beginning, it would be a totally different situation. Like right now, I have a few music artists that's older. They're in their 50s and they're working with me, but they they made six, seven figures in their whole lifetime of being in that industry, but nobody taught them where to put their money. Yeah. So we come around at 50, 60 years old and it's like, oh, but then they're they're so excited because now they know where to go and also they can teach other people behind that. So the fashion and the music industry goes hand in hand because most people don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And then on the real estate side of it, man, real estate agents and financial professionals go really hand in hand if mm. you want to really be a overall source for your clients because it can really stand put you really stand, you can stand out compared to the rest because Mm -hmm. you can offer something that's so unique in addition to, of course, the real estate part of it and finance and real estate obviously go together. So they work. And the crazy part about it is, Ro, is that every industry, the financial industry goes with it as long as you can really understand. And because our platform offers everything, and that's the reason I can make that statement. Now, you might not can make that statement with every financial firm or, or company that you build or work with, but I know on my platform for sure. Yeah. And I want to highlight how important it is that you took your past history, right, in fashion and how that relates to music and even in real estate and brought that to your financial education because those people are attracted to you, right? You can speak the lingo, you know what they went through. It's not yeah. like you're some random person that has no no in into the creative background, but you were able to relate to them with your creativity and your creative pursuits and, you know, everything that you've done. I think that's really important to say. That's what everybody needs to do. I feel like we always go through life Mm -hmm. so that your situations can really guide you with what you're doing today, as long as we apply it. Yes, yes. I think you've done a great job of integrating your past life experience into what you're currently doing. And for any other financial educators listening to this, I really want to show like, You can take different parts of your life and integrate it into your current present with the offers you're putting out, with whoever you're educating, your niche, your ideal client, and then going from there. I wanted to ask, you know, since you've been in business for quite a while and you're teaching other people about how to build their business and also finances, what's one of the main things that actually helped you grow, right? Because I think you have a team, you have a whole team. And when we first met, you were scaling at a huge, at a really strong grade. So what was one of the game changers for you to really build up your team over the past couple of years? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Honestly, when me and you met and you started the memento of my social media. So I've never been a social media person. Like that's unfortunately not myself. And so I hired somebody to help just post for me, which got, Mm -hmm. you know, made my page look really, really nice, but it wasn't a lot of engagement and Mm -hmm. wasn't a lot of going out because I'm unfortunately not on social media doing that engagement. So that part was missing. And so when me and you met, it was like perfect timing because it was a lot of engagement that, you know, that your team really did on my page that allowed me to really start the momentum and get it going and really be able to, to get the ball rolling. And then also, it highlighted how important social media was. So that, along with, you know, putting together systems, mm-hmm. kind of linked the two together. Thank you for saying that. That really does mean the world to hear that I was able to help you scale the business. Really, you're dropping so many gems right now because even though you had content, it was like kind of closing that gap in your system to just take it. You can put out content all day, right? But that doesn't mean people are going to actually get on a call with you. And the DMs and the engagement was kind of what bridged the gap, right? 100%. 
Yeah. Yeah. What was the main change that you saw, right? To really just creating content to actually getting the sales calls after the engagement started? What do you feel changed in how you were interacting with people? I think it was more so just the amount of people I was interacting with. Mm -hmm. You know, business is a contact sport. So the more people that you're in contact with, quicker it goes. I think what it did was just sped up the process because more people were in front of me to be able to take that move. And then what it did was allow me to, you know, kind of pick my big girl's pants, try to do things a little bit myself and then be able to teach my team a little Mm. bit. That's really, that started the momentum of, you know, of my business growing as big as it's, you know, by doing. I want to highlight that because you were able to basically copy and paste the process that worked for you. And then kind of, you, yeah. you, your team, you and your team were very, very good. <laughs> guys, definitely. I, I'm nowhere close to what you guys were doing, but mm-hmm. just that little piece, even if it was like 10% yeah. of copying that 10%, I was able to teach you my team and then mm-hmm. they're able to duplicate. And so that was the, the spark. Yeah. And it's almost like you changed from posting and waiting for people to come to you and really being proactive with the DMs and going to your ideal client, right? Now you're going to them and actually having that conversation to get them on a sales call. I want to mention like we worked together, I believe at towards the end of the year last year. And that's, it really did explode. I tell all my clients like you four is the best order to do this, do this work. And I believe like within two months, I was looking at our old stats. I think in two months you had like close to 20 sales calls. How was it navigating that, you know, to go from a couple of sales calls a month to that volume, like handling that? How did that feel? It was good. It was definitely, I was able to do it because I, prior to me and you meeting, mm-hmm. I had a, a team member that we were really doing that with. And then once yeah. I got more to kind of change different situations, so I was custom, accustomed to it. So it definitely just kind of slid right on in. And I'm still working. Some of the people that I met, they're they're still on my team today. And we're building, I'm helping them build build a business in different parts of of the United States. So I think what was really amazing when we were working together is that you were able to get on sales calls and you were able to leverage your past background in real estate and fashion and bring that into the sales halls, right? Like you knew you're a natural salesperson already from your time in real estate. So Going into those sales halls was almost like it had to, of course, there's a little bit tweaking here and there, but it was like more of a natural flow for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was definitely a natural. It was because honestly, the setup too as well, it was an easy transition to mm-hmm. teaching people about, you know, what the conversation was on, on the DM position that to the Zoom. And and just what I realized that the quick 20, 25 minutes with people in the beginning, just yeah. really learning what they're, you know, who they are. And it allowed me to really connect with what I know for my past experience, for their current experience. And so it really went together well. I want to talk about how your authenticity has helped a lot in your business, because I think, you know, the reason, one of the reasons why it's so easy to go from the DMs to a sales call is because you're so interconnected with the people that that are coming into your sphere. I really want to hear your opinion about this, because I think there are a lot of times that people go into the financial industry and go after, you know, clientele that they have no connection with. What would you say to anyone that kind of thinking about really niching down or focusing on a couple of target audiences as opposed to focusing on everyone out there? Well, I definitely had that thought process before mm-hmm. me and you went and when when we met, it was like, well, what is your target audience? I was like, anybody and like yeah. it needs what it is that we do. But as you know that business is a relationship, you know, mm-hmm. transaction and people really don't 
care how much you know until they know how much you care. It's like that relationship building. And so having that type of niche allowed me to naturally build that relationship with them. Mm. So the conversation was able to start off quickly. You know, the relationship building was able to start off quickly because of the similarities of the background. I think it's something that you were able to do really quickly. And I totally get it. Like going from a generalist to a specialist, there's that hesitation of wanting to serve everyone. But you really do see the results when you niche down how fast things can speed up because they're like, oh, she only works with a certain type of demographic. So she's going to understand who I am as a person, right? And I would love to hear your advice for a lot of people listening to this right now. There's a lot of hesitancy to get into the financial industry. What would you tell, I guess, any woman of color that's thinking about becoming an educator like yourself to really get in the game and just any any wisdom or any game changers that have really helped you in business, especially on the financial side? Well, with the financial industry, it's definitely on a swivel. It's changing. Mm-hmm. It's different faces are now entering to this industry and Different platforms allow people to be able to enter the industry, even when you're still doing something else. But just like anything, entrepreneurship is a personal development business. So that's one of the things I think that we forget to is work on our personal growth and we only work on the skill set of it. So when things do come to our path, we might miss it because we didn't work on that thought process or that emotional process that we need to hone in on. And so for me personally, I know when I went to one of our big conventions and one of our big events, and I didn't see that many people that looked like myself mm. on the stage, I literally kind of looked up to God and started crying because I was saying the platform that I'm on is even, it's fair, doesn't matter what your background is, you can come in, everybody mm. has the exact same thing. But it wasn't a lot of people like myself that was on here, and it was nine times out of 10 what you were talking about. You know, A lot of people who are might be minority are not necessarily the the typical people that are in the industry hesitate coming to the industry because you don't know where to start. There's a lot of minimums and quotas and mm-hmm. kind of things. So what I would say is find a platform that can work with what it is that you're doing. But I will say this is that I feel like majority of people, especially the people that come in contact with you, they should really find ways to get into this industry because This is the biggest tool that literally can keep a race up or keep a race down. And you can just get past that and understand that, hey, you can change that. And that's the reason why, you know, this is such a mission in a crusade, because I know I'm changing the face of a whole entire nation just by helping people and helping people say, hey, you should get into this too. Like I have a 72 year old woman that is doing this with me. 72. She's like, I finally found a thing that's going to, you know, get me into my career. And so it's like, Hey, it's about stepping out on faith. Yes. Um, Yes. I'm so glad that you said that. And I really do feel exactly what you're talking about though, because the whole point of even all the work that you and I both do is just to get more women of color in this industry. I'm personally tired of seeing like the same thing in the media with the same, you know, men and the narratives. And I think even yourself, you have a, such a nuanced story to tell. Not everyone is going to come from a fashion background or real estate background and the stories have to be told. And if you didn't have the faith to step out and start your business, so many lives wouldn't be impacted. So I really, I really, so, really appreciate that. Especially women right now. Like in the next 10 to 15 years, there's a big wealth transferring that's happening. 
Yes. And there is going to be trillions of dollars going into women's hands because they are a majority of the beneficiaries on mm-hmm. accounts. Because think about it, whenever somebody gets sick or something, the, the woman is always kind of there and also the beneficiary. So we as women need to know how money works. Yeah, because we get all this wealth from our husband that's passed or whoever <laughs> it is, and then it's like you go in a poorhouse because you don't know what to do with it. You yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it's like if you're not educating other women that look like you, how are they going to know when that that they're ready to step up in that level of their finances? It's invaluable. It's priceless. Exactly the work that you're doing, and you're multiplying because just even you going out on social media or even getting on sales calls, people are like, oh, it's possible. You know, if you yes. can do it, so can I. Oh yeah. my gosh. And that is a whole narrative I want. It's like, oh, if you can do it, I can do it. Yes. Yes. Same. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So, you know, the platform that I'm on, Well Financial Group, we're owned by Transamerica and Transamerica has the most female advisors mm. in the whole industry. So we are about changing that narrative, our platform, 100%. So I'm real right along with you. Well, Anjana, I'm so happy that you came on and I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And I'm really excited. I'm sure we'll have you back in 2023 after season one's over. But in the meantime, tell everyone where they can find you and how to work with you. Perfect. Perfect. Well, you can find me on IG at Antoinette. That's O-N-T-W-A-N-E-T. On Facebook, it's my first and last name, Antoinette Moran. And if you go to AntoinetteMoran.com, you can go Click on my my website and you can schedule a time for us to chit chat. And at least at the bare minimum, get financially educated because I'm just going to throw this out here. I don't charge for what it is that, I, that we do because we are on a mission. And so our mission is to end financial illiteracy. So if you're listening to this, it's for a reason. Definitely invest in yourself at least the time. You check it out and learn some things. Yes. Thank you so much. And I'll link all of that, including the calling for for people to meet with you in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ro. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as always, feel free to DM me on Instagram and subscribe to my email list for daily strategies delivered straight to your inbox. I'm so excited to see you book out and hit those five-figure months, six-figure years, and build that seven-figure empire.